Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, where we are working every day to remove the self-limiting beliefs that are preventing us from becoming the heroes of our own stories. I am Marcus Spar, and today I wanted to talk about love. In fact, focusing more on what is love. Love is something that is thrown around a lot in our culture today, and there's a lot of different varieties and spices of love. And in this season where it's February, it's a couple of days before Valentine's Day, which is the probably one of the biggest celebrations of love that we have here in the United States. Or for those who aren't in a relationship, also known as International Single Awareness Day, I wanted to just do a dive into what exactly is love. When we talk about love, what are we talking about? And I think a good place to start when we are talking about love is in the original Greek, because when we are referring to love, there's a lot of different things that this can encompass. In the Greek language, there are actually three different words that mean love, and each one has a very different and distinct meaning behind what kind of love is being represented. The first one is eros, and that may sound familiar because this is also where erotic comes from. This is the more passionate, sexual, romantic kind of love that you would expect between a couple that are just on fire for each other, we'll say. When most people think of love, I feel like this is the kind of love that they are referring to. With the clients that I work with, if they are single and they're talking about wanting to be in love and find a partner, this is the kind of love that they're referring to. If the client that I'm working with is married and they're having some problems in their marriage, there's a lack of connection, Oftentimes, again, this is the kind of love that they are referring to. It's the eros love. It is the erotic, sexually charged, and romantic kind of love. The second kind of love is philia, and or I've also heard it referred to as phileo. The word philia refers to a more affection between friends. It's also the kind of love that people in the Christian church refer to when they're talking about love among the brothers. And this is a kind of love that, honestly, I love experiencing. There, I just used the word again. I love experiencing this kind of love because this is when you find people that you have a mutual affection for and you just kind of want to be around them. 
not necessarily because you're wanting to have anything erotic in the relationship. This is all about being around people that make you feel valued, that make you feel appreciated. And one of the things you'll notice with these examples is it's kind of self-focused. In fact, when we think about these two kinds of love, the Eros and Philia, these, while they have other people that are the focus of this form of love, it is more to try and get something out of it. With Eros love, I am wanting to have a romantic connection with someone because it makes me feel better. With Philia, I want to be around these people because it's feeding into this desire and this need that I have for self-gratification, for my value and my self-esteem. There is still a lot with these that are just focused on what I can get. And this leads us to the last form of love in Greek, and that is agape love. This is the kind of love that the Christian church loves to talk about because it is self-sacrificial love. When you hear these individuals talking about the love of God or the love of Jesus, they're talking about agape love. This is there is nothing about this kind of love that is focused on ourselves. It is completely focused on someone else. In fact, one could even say, since it is a self-sacrificial love, it often doesn't even have anything to do with even our own preservation. It is all about preserving, protecting, and serving someone else, regardless of how it's going to impact us. The key difference between agape love and eros and philia love is there is no feeling. It's not motivated by our, I shouldn't say there is no feeling, it's not motivated by our feelings. Eros and philia, absolutely motivated by the feelings that we have the feelings that are drawing us to these other people. Agape, on the other hand, it really isn't a feeling. It is described as action. It is an act of loving others that is entirely for their benefit, not for our own. That is one look at what love is. Another thing that I will talk with my clients about is Robert Sternberg's triangular theory of love. And I have heard this reflected in as we are just going through any kind of relationship, typically a romantic relationship 
there are three dynamics. I don't know what it is about threes, but there are three dynamics to this kind of love, this kind of relationship, and they are often in flux with each other. They change depending on where we are in certain periods of our lives and our relationships. So if you imagine a triangle, okay, and every vertex of the triangle is representing some dynamic of this triangular theory of love. The three vertices of this triangle are intimacy, compassion, and commitment. Now, depending on where you are in a relationship is going to determine kind of the shape of this triangle because as we'll, we'll focus on like young people meeting, it doesn't even have to be young people. We're, we're going to refer to individuals who meet each other and kind of go through this process of infatuation that leads to a committed relationship. And where this often starts is the passion. I, I have heard it said, and this is something that I find to be very true for a lot of us, unless the situation that you're in involves some kind of arranged marriage, which there, there are those who still practice this in their cultures. If you are meeting a potential romantic partner and the first time that you see them, there is some kind of attraction. There is something about their, their bodies, about their appearance that just draws you to them. This is infatuation. This is passion. You become more curious to get to know this person just because you see them and your heart begins to flutter. Or maybe you get butterflies in your stomach. You suddenly get really hot and it's like your cheeks start getting flushed because you're having a physiological response to seeing this person. This is something that is very important in the process of choosing a mate. This was biologically how we were designed. So it starts on a biological level. One of the things that is so important for us to recognize about this, when we're talking about the one vertex of this triangle that is centered on passion, it is entirely infatuation. And I pulled up the definition of infatuation, and this fits it so perfectly here. According to Oxford, infatuation is an intense but short-lived passion or admiration for someone or something. So when we are in this state of infatuation, it's not going to survive in any kind of long-term relationship because 
if the only thing that we have in this relationship is passion, if it's only this infatuation, it is going to burn out like that and be done. Which is why we incorporate the other aspects of this triangle. One of the, the, the second vertice is intimacy. And this is liking. Unfortunately, one of the things I've seen a lot today is intimacy has encompassed more the euphemistic form that intimacy means sex. Intimacy is not sex. Sex is intimacy, but not all intimacy is sexual because the definition of intimacy is a close familiarity or bond or friendship with someone. What I like to think of with intimacy is the, the couples that describe themselves as being best friends with each other. Like my wife Libby, she is my best friend. That is intimacy. She knows me on a much deeper level than most people, including those from my nuclear family. She has allowed me to know her on a much deeper level than anyone else in her life. There are aspects of her dreams, of her thought processes, of her history, of her story that only I know. And there are aspects of my life and my story and my dreams and my aspirations that only she knows. That's what intimacy is. In fact, I've heard people often say that intimacy is into you, I see. So it is more of a deep knowing of the individual. The third vertex of this triangle is commitment. Commitment is when we are dedicated to someone. It is, this is a kind of love that is a choice. If you think about the, the three different vertices of this triangle, passion is all about feelings. That, that's, that's all it's about. It's all about attraction. It's all about feelings. Intimacy is more an emotional connection. And commitment is a choice. You are choosing to love this person. This is in a lot of the vows that are said during a marriage ceremony. This is the part of the vow where it's like, for better or for worse. I am committed to you in the good times and in the bad because I am choosing to. Now, those are the three vertices of this triangle. And there are actually seven, technically eight different forms of love based on this triangle. 
the the first probably the easiest one is non-love it is there's not a single dynamic of either of these three vertices simple enough there there's no love there's no passion there's no intimacy there's no commitment whatsoever it's kind of like i don't know coming across a stranger and you see him they see you you guys just go about your day it's like there's not really anything there non-love there's no connection it is um if there is a relationship it's more just indifference when we look at the connection between these vertices that is where we can come across different kinds of love now when we are looking at when when we are looking at kind of a typical process of how this kind of a romantic relationship would start it starts with the passion starts with the infatuation and because of that passion we start to pursue this other person we try and get to know them which creates that emotional connection ties it to intimacy if you have a relationship that is more focused on the passion and the intimacy this is romantic love romantic love is all about the romance it's still about the feelings and wanting to get to know the other person so let's take a look at the kind of love just at each vertex if we're looking at intimacy if that is the only thing that you have in this relationship that is a liking relationship this is more of a uh, friendship so there is an emotional connection that you have with these other people and that can actually be a very thriving form of love when we look at the passion vertex already talked about it it is the infatuation it is very strong and yet it also is very short-lived this is a kind of relationship that would be described as puppy love and it can disappear very quickly and very suddenly again very short-lived and if your relationship is only centered on the commitment vertex of this triangle this is referred to as empty love this is described as a stronger form of love being one that's more centered on intimacy or on passion eventually just kind of fizzling down into this empty love you are committed to this other person but there is no emotional connection there is no passion whatsoever for those who do practice arranged marriages this is often where that relationship begins 
it begins with the commitment first. So it is an empty form of love. Yet, that doesn't mean that it can't branch out to becoming more emotionally connected or there's more of a physical attraction over time. This is not all there is to this triangular theory of love because we're not just looking at the vertices of this triangle, we're also looking at how they're connected with each other. If we look at, I guess, what we would consider in America the stereotypical process of finding a romantic partner, it all starts with that passion. It starts with the infatuation. The infatuation leads to a pursuing of this other person to get to know them better. So you're starting to get that emotional connection with intimacy. And if you have a relationship that has the passion and the intimacy, this is romantic love. When most of us think of love, I think this is what a lot of us default to is we think of the romantic love, passion and intimacy, but there's not any commitment yet. If you start with the passion and then it moves to a commitment to this person, even before there is any kind of emotional connection, then this is an infatuous form of love. This is where people meet each other and within weeks or a month, they are married. It is a whirlwind. But these people don't really know each other that well. So there's not any kind of intimacy. It is the passion that then leads to the commitment. And this is what Robert Sternberg refers to as fatuous love. If you have a love that is centered around intimacy and commitments, this is what he refers to as companionate love. Did I say that right? Companionate love, yes. So this is a very strong, intimate, and committed relationship, but there is no passion. And this is like when you have a very strong friendship with someone. So if I think about my friends, uh, John and Dan, Katie and Brandon and Ben, the, the friends that I get together with regularly to share some food with, to play games, some, I mean, a lot of times we're even getting together to exercise. I would say that we have a companionate love. This is a we're, we're still growing in getting to know each other, but the more we spend time with each other, the more we're getting to know. And it is a committed friendship. Well, it's a committed relationship to these friends. And so there is no passion between me and any of these other people. I love them with the strongest desire for friendship that... I have. Now, if you take all three of these and say that you have all three 
of these vertices in balance. You have a relationship that has passion in equal measure with intimacy, with equal measure in uh, commitment. Wow, my brain just totally farted on that one. You have what is referred to as consummate love. Consummate love, I believe, is what most everyone is striving to achieve in any kind of committed romantic relationship because this is the couple that is still enjoying sexual intimacy even decades into their relationship. There is an incredible knowing and understanding and appreciation of each other in the relationship. And there is a high level of commitment that it's like they can't even imagine life without this other person. They can't imagine what life would be like if they lost this best friend, this romantic partner, this committed love. This is the ideal love that people are striving for. And yet Robert Sternberg also warns that this kind of consummate love it's not going to last forever. Things change in our lives. And this triangle, if you imagine it as like a, a perfect triangle, things are constantly going to be in flux. They're constantly going to shift. There's going to be less passion during one season. There's going to be less intimacy if there is a severing of the emotional connection that these people experience. There might even be, there might even be a time where the commitment is on rocky terms and maybe someone has like one foot out the door and is just waiting for the right reason, excuse, or moment to be able to just leave and get out of the relationship. The way that I heard it described years ago is the initial part of the relationship is very much centered on passion. And then eventually that moves towards the romantic love where it includes passion and intimacy. The passion will fade with time and it will grow during certain seasons and it will just fade back again. During that time, you have the intimacy and then you include the commitment if you're truly committed to the other person. And eventually there are, there are those individuals that say they start having kids. It's kind of harder to have that passionate love when you have little ones that are running around and demanding your energy and your attention all the time. It's hard to find the time to have that passion. And that's okay. There are seasons where that passion is going to pick up. But as we get older, and for a lot of us, our bodies don't work the same way that they used to, it might be harder to have that close physical intimacy with each other. When we're, I mean, this is defaulting to 
physical intimacy being sex. But again, it's not just sex. Physical intimacy is close proximity, it's physical touch, it is non-sexual touch. So you can still have that, but not have the sexual aspect just because our bodies change as we get older. Our sex drives lower. It changes. It's constantly changing. And as it moves from a passion-oriented relationship, it will eventually go more towards the intimacy and commitment. And that's it for today. I hope that this helps open your eyes to what love can be. And if you feel like there is something that is missing, whether we're talking in a romantic relationship or in a more intimate, companionate relationship, hopefully this helps to reveal what can be done and what may be lacking. For a lot of us, love can be a very difficult experience. It can be a difficult journey. For many of us, love can be a very difficult journey. There are those who will look at people who have a romantic and committed relationship and say, man, I really wish that's what I had. They have something that I am lacking. And so it's like there's this deficiency inside of us. And yet those same people that you are looking at and thinking that they have what it is that you want, they could be looking at you and just thinking to themselves, oh, I wish I had that freedom again. That person has something that I am now lacking. In this season of love, I just wanted to take the time to share that while Valentine's and February tends to focus a lot on the romantic love, there is so much more to love than just a passionate romantic love. There is way more that is encompassed in this. And oftentimes what we're thinking about is in many cases, not that sustaining. So whatever love looks like for you right now, love on yourself. I mean, two weeks ago, that was the topic of the podcast was love yourself. Be okay with where you are right now. And if there's something that you desire more, if you want to have that philia love, that brotherly love, that close companionate love with friends, then go out there and find some people that share common interests or broaden your horizons to see if there's something that you haven't tried yet that maybe is something that you can bond with others over. I did not realize I was going to get so enamored with axe throwing until I went with my friends and we tried axe throwing for the first time. And I suck at it, but I'm great with the ninja stars. Just, I can't get those axes to stick. I don't have the form or I'm not releasing it at the right time or, you know, whatever it is. And yet, I found something new 
that I can bond with other people over. If you are looking more for that romantic relationship, if you're looking for a romantic partner, then that means you got to get out of your comfort zone. That means finding someone. That means taking the brave risk to talk to them, to even invite them on a date. That means opening yourself up to being rejected. Now, that's not to say you can't be rejected as you're trying to find the companionate friends. To find these relationships is going to require risk. And it also takes more than one person to make the relationship work. So always hold on to that. If you're the only one who's trying, it might not be the best relationship for you to invest your time in. And if this is something that you've struggled with, take a look at what the messages are that you're telling yourself. Maybe you're setting yourself up to fail. Just because you believe that you're not attractive, because you believe that you're not worth it, because you believe that you're unlovable. Those are all things that I work with my clients on. Trying to unravel those messages that are just holding us back. Love is an important aspect of our journey, whether we're talking about loving ourselves or loving others. It is an important part of our journey of becoming the heroes of our own stories. So I hope you found this inspiring. I hope it has opened your eyes to the different dynamics of love and what they entail and how it works. And until next time, live strong for today. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50-minute one-on-one call with me. Let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.